Gangster Bet is Icon's next generation NFT collectibles of 5,555 gangsters and detectives, with changeable names and stats. Holders of Gangster Bet NFTs receive daily distributions of GBET tokens. GBET can be used to upgrade their NFT skills and stats. The supply of GBET will decrease over time and will stop after 9 years. Holding Gangster Bet NFTs will have opportunities for future airdrops and will give you access to Gangster Bet's highly anticipated metaverse. Learn more at gangsterbet.io. Shout out to our sponsors at IconBet. Open source, decentralized gaming, no deposits, play straight from your wallet. IconBet, made by the players, for the players. Ion Icon is proudly supported by Icon Nation and the Icon community. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Ion Icon, the episode where we go around the ecosystem and interview our builders, our creators, and today we have our creators with us today. Um, bit of a big group today. Uh, do we want to do a roundtable and then tell, if it isn't already giving it away, what what you're on the show to talk about? So let's do some intros first. Obviously, everyone knows Brian. Brian, how are you? I'm good. How's it going, Pat? Good, good man. Um, we also have, I believe, your brother with us, Ben. How are you today? Good, good, uh, good, <laughs> <laughs> good, good. And 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 joining us, um, part of the team is Mike. Mike, how are you today? I'm doing really well, thanks. Uh, really excited to talk about Tamashi and uh, all the stuff we have planned. So it's really exciting to be on here. Love it. Uh, look, um, we're excited to have you on. And, you know, I just, I'm so, like, can we take a moment and appreciate that I am talking to three Tamashis at the moment? Like, <laughs> world's first, right? Yeah, there's a Discord, but no one has actually gotten some FaceTime with you guys. So yeah. this is great. Well, Fez, I just yeah. want to correct you. The plural for Tamashi is also Tamashi. Is it? Japanese. Oh, <laughs> there is oh, no tamashis okay yep. i gotta remember that i'll probably make this error many times today okay cool thank you brian thank you i've been humbled um okay so who would like to uh, look you know before we get let's get started with the we've done the intros now can someone give me a bit of a backstory who wants to take the lead here how did this idea come come about um and yeah i want a bit of a backstory the origin story yeah. I, I can take this one. Um, so the whole Tamashi idea kind of came about from this dream that I had. It was a very intense dream. And in this dream, um, I had like a TV head, uh, TV as a head. And essentially, I was plugged into something, you know, that was brainwashing me. I think like that week, I was just watching a lot of conspiracy theory stuff. <laughs> uh, so I had this very intense dream. And um, in this dream, I was wearing a TV head. And it was we were essentially plugged into something that was like brainwashing everyone um so there's actually concept art of me um literally washing a brain on camera uh mm -hmm. in the tv and we kind of use this to inspire like uh some parts of the project and i really thought about like this idea of creating a character that could reflect on society for like modern day because if you look at people in modern, modern day society right like a lot of people are plugged into like everything like government media like social media mm -hmm. even like games uh, incoming metaverse. Um, so what if we create this character that would be the opposite of that? Unplugging yourself. And that's where the Tamashi was born. And cool. the idea behind that is the, like, Tamashi means soul in Japanese and mm. Nozomi means hope. So it's like these souls creating this new city of hope after unplugging themselves. Um, and, you know, all these characters, they play a part in rebuilding the city and uh, in terms of the story and stuff, though, I want to let uh, Al just talk about that part. Okay. Right, sorry, Mike. <laughs> Mike, about that. <laughs> cool. yeah, so, it's, it's both. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ben, how long ago did you have this dream? Oh, God. Um, I had this dream probably in September, probably early September. And we launched like two days before Halloween. So it took about a month, almost <laughs> a month and a half to develop it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Okay. Well then. Um. Um. Uh, so, and and uh, while you're talking, everyone, I'd like to um, give your part in the project. What you do as part of it. So, Mike, uh, I'm guessing you've been um, creating the story of 
all the characters and everything. So yeah, talk us through what actually let, let's let's lead on to this. So when Ben came to you, Mike, and said, I had a dream. And can you tell us how <laughs> that conversation went? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember it very vividly. Uh we were uh Ben and I have known each other for a long time. And uh, we were at a mutual friend's house. And I remember he came to me with a notepad and some concept art that he was sketching and he told me, <laughs> I have this idea. You know, here's some concept art. Here, here's like the ideas that I want to invoke in the story. And you know, he knew that I'd done some writing creatively in my spare time, never really for an audience, but I, you know, had dabbled in that before. And he said, "Do you want to be part of this? Do you feel drawn to this story?" And you know, after I heard the pitch, there was a lot of themes that I related to very personally, and themes that I, you know, had kind of rolled around in my head before. So. You know, instantly I wanted to be a part of it. It seemed like a really great uh, project to kind of sink my teeth into. Uh, so, yeah, from there on, it, it led into this idea, this story. And, you know, right away we got the ball rolling. So I've been very happy to be a part of it. It's uh, I think I tweeted something like this before. It's like, um, you know, you have this show that you're, you really love and you want everybody else to watch it, too. Um, but it's, you know, it's in your head, so they can't watch it too until you write it out. So uh, mm. it's been really fun to watch people finally engage with something that's been uh, forming for so long. So uh, when you had this dream, Ben, now if memory serves me right, it, you haven't transitioned into crypto until recently, maybe, um, maybe in the background. I know Brian's been very big on it. Mm. So was when you had this dream, well, did you envision it to create it through NFTs to do this, you know, move it into the NFT space and use um, blockchain, et cetera, et cetera? Was that the original plan or did Brian kind of go, well, hang on? Um, so a little bit before this, I think, was when Brian kind of introduced me to NFTs. And I actually, like, played around with some projects on Craft. Um, it's actually this project called Space Punks, which is basically these punks with a space helmet on it. It's still somewhere on craft, I'm sure. Yeah. And um, I think because of that, like the whole NFT space and me watching conspiracy theory videos just sort of like combined into this like very intense um, inspirational dream. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I was, I've been involved in some crypto stuff. Um, the NFT train took a while for me to understand mm. um like more like not like what it is more like like why it is uh, but like once i've popped on board like i've definitely like like can't get enough of it so um yeah love it okay well over to you brian so can you talk us through how you're involved and what part you play in this project yeah sure so i got uh involved with my brother, um, you know, when we first started to to do this, and he's always been a person who's like good with art stuff, uh, which is like total opposite from me. Um, so, I wanted to, I wanted him to leverage his skill in some way to be able to profit off in this space, because um, there's so much art that we see in the space that's just like so bad. So it was almost a matter of like, okay, well, if these people can do it. And, you know, I've seen some of the stuff that my brother has done, you know, uh, he's just a creative person. It's like, certainly that, like he could make something happen. So I was bugging him about it and um, he finally looked into it. It kind of took a while, I think. I, I was, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, telling you about it for, for for maybe months and you're like oh yeah i'll check it out i'll check it out i'll learn about it and then <laughs> yeah he was procrastinating and and then i think of course uh he, he finally had the time to, to to dig in and then we started so as far as my role i've just uh been working primarily like on the website um and just like dealing with the technical sides of running a project like this yeah. but all of the creative stuff is like uh ben mike and um our mysterious artist 
Yes. So, <laughs> okay, mysterious artist, go on. Or is that? Oh, no, we can't. Oh, we... I, I, I just, I just said that uh, their name was Soap. Oh, oh, there we go. Yes. <laughs> we can't go on about it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it stays mysterious. Okay, well, so uh, that's great. I, um, uh, I didn't know that. I learned a lot. Uh, it's good to ha know how the idea came about, who's involved in what. Now, mm -hmm. now, tell us how, from idea to, what's your goals here? Like, uh, I'm keen to like this is very. It's very different. It's not just about um, a collection of hundred with rarities and things like that. The default stuff we see NFTs going mm -hmm. down. Um, uh, Tamashi is different, and I, I would love to hear everyone talk about um, why it's different and what's unique about your project. Who wants to take this one, Ben? Um, I think Brian can talk about it first. Yeah, go Brian. He has the. <laughs> <laughs> Brian. All right. Well, I can go into it a bit as well. Um, <laughs> in, in the meantime, oh. to fill the air. So I was muted. I mean, what, what, <laughs> uh, yeah. One thing that uh, you know I personally really love about the Tamashi is there is a thematic uniqueness to them where each one represents, you know, not only like its own, like independently artistically crafted JPEG, um, but there's also a, you know, a, a deeper existential meaning to each of them, you know, like each of the Tamashi, I could just go on for, you know, a, a long time talking about kind of the, uh, the deeper meaning behind each one. There's a lot to every single one of them, uh, not only in terms of artistic style, but in deeper meaning. And, uh, as someone who likes to think a lot about, uh, you know, deeper, complex topics, I find that really valuable and interesting. That's cool. So uh, I guess what I'm uh, getting at as well with the question is um, each time it falls, there's a story attached to it, kind of building a unique world through the NFTs, right? Or uh, have I got this? I kind of want, I want someone to listen to this podcast mm -hmm. and, and go, yep, we've met the team now. Let, let me really understand um, what the yeah. project is about. Yeah. Um, I, I think that in the NFT space, a lot of people, a lot of creators often forget that NFT, like the T means token, which implies that you should be tokenizing something. Mm -hmm. uh, and I find that there's many projects out there that uh, if, if, if you ask them like exactly, what are you trying to tokenize? You know, what are you, what currently illiquid thing are you trying to tokenize into something that can be liquid or something that can be quickly transferred on a blockchain? And I, I would wager that if you ask many people in the NFT space, right now, uh, if they have a project, like, what are you tokenizing? Uh, I think a lot of people might not be able to answer that question um, in a genuine kind of manner. Mm. So when we were first starting a project, I, I really wanted to make sure that we weren't going down that route uh, and that we were trying to actually um, kind of tokenize something that has a value that's associated with it. So in the case of what we're doing now in this first stage, uh, in addition to, you know, this really good art that we have, uh, we also have a story as well. Uh, mm. And within the, the story, um, these characters are featured. So if people go onto our website and they, you know, click on the story, they can read the different chapters. Uh, like the recent, the most recent chapter is uh, book one, chapter three. And if people click on that, you know, they can see all of the characters that are featured uh, at, at the top. And then also within um, the actual story text, uh, you can actually see all of the characters they're in interacting with each other. So what Tamashi has successfully tokenized is essentially like the, the character, mm. uh, the aspects of the character and their place in the story. And, you know, there's, there's a lot that we can do 
in the future with this kind of thing. Um, since there is a story associated with it and, you know, you can always package a story into a product. Uh, people like to gather around a good story, mm -hmm. you know, like the best stories out there. You look at Pope, uh, a good example would be like the Pokemon stuff uh, back in the 1990s. Like if Pokemon released as an NFT collection with <laughs> just the art and no story attached to it, uh, I'm not sure it would have been a, as big of a success as it has been, mm. right? Like you just have these random like 150 monsters. They look cool, but there's no, you know, emotional impact there. Mm. And I think when it comes to art, a lot of the value is in the emotional impact and the connection that you make with the character. Yeah. Um, so in Pokemon, you know, I think a lot of us who grew up uh, during that time, we have a lot of memories of like watching, um, wa like watching the show. Uh, you kind of put your uh, put your feet into the shoes of the the people within the show. You kind of form an emotional connection with uh, the people within the show, and then also, of course, the Pokemon as well. Uh, and by leveraging that emotional connection. Of course, the people behind Pokemon were able to expand the scope and create games. They were able to create uh, like all sorts of things to sell. And the only reason why that could have happened is because the people could form an emotional connection with the characters. So that that's that's why we're moving ahead with this with the story first. Uh, we feel like mm. it's a great way uh, to for people you know, to relate to the characters, hopefully form some kind of emotional bond. Uh, yeah. And who knows what's going to happen in the future? You know, I'm not saying we're going to be, be Pokemon, but uh, <laughs> at, at least we will have the no. building blocks to kind yeah. of make that happen. Yeah. If all of the things kind of come into play. Yep. Yeah. Go ahead, oh, Ben. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I just wanted to add this one thing. Like, uh, like the thing that we're trying to build right now is essentially um, this whole universe, this whole world. Like, right now, we're just at the city, right? Mm. Um, and I think in the future, like, if you compare it to what we're trying to achieve, almost like is the whole like you know Marvel universe, right? Like, imagine owning a, owning Iron Man mm. <laughs> and having the ability to, I guess, choose where like what kind of path Iron Man leads to. Like, that's like the kind of control that we want to give people who I guess like support our project and want to get involved in stuff. I think that's like a pretty good comparison. Um, you know, like just the fact of owning one of the first Avengers or something like that, I think is the kind of aesthetic that we're going for. Yeah. So are you saying that soon there'll come a time where uh, the NFT holders can pick the path for the character to go down, or some narrative choices and things like that. I just or... managed to spoil another thing. Oh, yeah, right. well, <laughs> well, that depends <laughs> on the timeline. Um, so, yeah, that that was something we we were actually ready to announce yeah. to you. You know, as here's your scoop, right? Mm -hmm. uh, depending on when this comes out, uh, you know, it it may be like almost public knowledge or or not. Uh, but basically, one thing we want to do is. Uh, at the end of book one, there is going to be something of a cliffhanger where uh, every single Tamashi holder will be able to participate in a significant decision for each of their Tamashi and vote on uh, sort of a path for the story to take. Um, you know, overall, everybody who owns a Tamashi can vote on that. Um, and that'll be sort of permanently crystallized in the story mm. uh, so when people you know go back from five years from now they'll remember like oh yeah my tamashi is you know doing this because i decided that um and really that's kind of the beginning of what we want to offer people in terms of you know uh, autonomy over the character and not only relating to it on a thematic level but really feeling like they are participating in the story in a way and feel that ownership uh, over you know what they've ultimately purchased mm. yeah that's that's pretty awesome i think um 
It was a good, um, the way, Brian, you covered it. Uh, I can relate. I still walk into a shop at the moment and I see um, Bulbasaur and Squirtle and um, Charmander as pillow cushions. I'm like, I must have these one day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But uh, I I think that's really stuck with me. Um, And now I totally get it. Like you've created something, um, you've created a story that people can hold and relate to uh, with their characters. It's not just, you know... um, another picture, I guess. And uh, thank you for the alpha, by the way. I feel like I didn't appreciate that <laughs> enough. Um, that was great. Uh, now I know Ben is going to slip up majorly, so I'm oh, going to start pressuring awesome. him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they called me, they maybe changed my name to uh, SM Spoiler in the Discord because I spoil so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, can we talk about Discord? Because I've noticed, so you've got the story, um, you've created a bit of a backstory. So you, for everyone listening, I'll include the... Um, the site uh, links in the show notes. Um, but uh, at the same time, like you can go and kickstart and uh, read the tales that have so far been um, published. And obviously by you, you can, when the new ones, how, how often, uh, how big of a collection is it? It's um, one of uh, hundred or 100. Yeah. Okay. And how, how many have been released so far? Uh, we are, we released 60. 60 okay so not many so, to go if you thought Bitcoin 40 more, right. yeah okay yeah uh, I, yeah i can actually talk about how we drop it too because that's also um a whole adventure that we went through yeah um basically we asked the community for this so there's a lot of community voting that happened because mm-hmm. we you know we value our community's opinion and in the end that's pretty much what what makes a project right so there's two methods that the drop happens so um, the first method is that we drop three randomly, you know, just random, <laughs> and these still get scooped up very quick. Um, these, I, I know some people message you telling me that they've re- been refreshing for four hours, <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's like uh, it's like a real grind. And then the second method is only to uh, new members. So this is only if you join our Discord. So when you join our Discord, you can register your IC address. Um, thanks to Brian for building that whole thing. Um, so when you join our Discord, you can register your address, and when you register, you become like a, a Nozomi citizen. That's what like the title is called, and you basically get thrown into this lottery. Mm. Um, so every Thursday at eleven fifty nine p.m. UTC, we choose um, three addresses for each for two like for each Tamashi. So two Tamashi will be dropped for lottery, and these are three addresses that we pick randomly and only for new members. So they have a chance to fight against two people instead of fighting against you know however many people that are trying or refreshing every hour um and that i think is is like a good way to get you know new people involved also get our discord involved and just yeah okay so so to be a part of the discord you do not need to have uh an tamashi nft um, Correct. You, can, you just have to have an ICX address to register. Um, so I've made a actual like a, a separate channel called the Outskirts, and that's basically for people who don't own an ICX address. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, if they're coming from a, another platform or something, and so they can still see stuff that's going on. And then if you register, then you can essentially enter the city. Like right now, you're just chilling outside. And then if you own an NFT, you know, you know, you own a Tamashi, you can register the Tamashi and then you get like get thrown into this like exclusive channel called the Tamashi tribe. Ooh. Hashtag Tamashi tribe. Yeah. And then so since since we're there, what what happens in the tribe? Exclusive Stays channel. The tribe. Oh, does it? Oh damn, okay. <laughs> <Stays the tribe. laughs> there you go. Ben, are you sure you don't want to reveal? I feel like you're itching uh... to tell us. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No. A lot of quality memes in the channel. Uh, yeah, oh. there's a lot of memes. <laughs> nice, nice. And to contextualize, you know, the whole lottery thing for the casual listener who maybe hasn't heard of us before, isn't familiar with our project, um, we we list all of the kind of initial Tamashis at uh, 150 ICX, uh, and the floor price right now is 2,000. So that's pretty good return on your investment if you're able to get one, uh, even if you're not, you know, someone for the long term. We believe the values will go up a lot over time, but even if, you know, I, I think I saw one last week that sold the same day for two thousand after someone bought it for one fifty. So yeah, even sure. for the the casual buyer, there's a 
a lot of uh, money to be made even in the, in the short term. If you can fight the cutthroat uh, refreshers. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'll just ask Brian to build me a butt. It's okay. No, <laughs> uh, no, no, look, um, I think it's sensational just seeing um, how it is getting uh, sold out ASAP. It, it's great. And it just goes to show it put in a lot, a lot of thought um, into it and create a bit of lore story and, and actual use for the NFT. So, you know, with your community that you're building, it's fantastic to see. So, uh, I mean, I can ask uh, the most basic questions now. Uh, we know Brian is, you know, hardcore icon, just like me. Um, so what, what, what made you, apart from his influence, uh, pick, you know, craft an icon and you didn't look like, Ethereum and things like that, where maybe the audience could have been bigger. Um, do you want to share some, you know, insights on that? Yeah. Uh, so in terms of Icon, we actually tried to do OpenSea before, <laughs> but you know, the sheer volume of projects, gas fees, there's a lot of like cash grab projects that is just like pump and dumps. And I guess the culture is just not really a, as inviting for new projects. Mm. Um, you know, I feel like there's a lot of projects on OpenSea that they're like, you know, 10,000 generative men wash trading, you know, trying mm. to get you to pump and dump. And we, we were also there when the whole like insider trading scandal happened. So it oh, was yes. just a very like, no. And then, uh, I know Brian was involved in icon and and then so so we checked out craft and you know the fees are so much better <laughs> but you're not you know selling a kidney to uh mint an nft and it's also very inviting for new artists like the community is i think the community is like the best part for craft like uh i spend probably like 50 percent of the day on the craft discord it's just like oh, looking at projects or like you know <laughs> see, you know seeing what's up with a new cft price um but yeah. I think it's it's definitely um, yeah it's definitely a smaller community. I think it's it's like a smaller community, but it's a very tight knit community, and mm. it's very supportive. And I guess it's easier to build a community from ground up than we were to do it on on any other network. Yep, no, that's great. That's great to hear. Uh, it is it is an amazing community. I have to agree. Um, Mike, any thoughts? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, basically what, uh, what Ben said, you know, the community has been really great, really awesome, really grateful to be part of craft. Um, you know, we, we moved over because, uh, you know, it's, it's a great community to kind of do startup projects and get noticed. And it's been a really great space for us to grow. Um, I was also sort of a newcomer to the NFT space. So, um, I haven't been super well educated on other, uh, NFT marketplaces, but you know, I, I couldn't be happier with the way uh, Craft has turned out for us and the community we've built so far. Yeah, yeah. There, there's also cool. the the whole BTP thing that you know, very excited for, and I want to see how that affects Craft and the whole NFT space on Icon. I think that's one of the biggest things we're looking forward to. Uh, look, agree. I think the Brian transmission protocol is going to be a hit. <laughs> uh, Brian, well. <laughs> it's been rebranded. Brian, uh, your thoughts on, I mean, I don't know, do we get to share our views? Well, you, you're a guest on the show, Brian, so you got to share um, why I can <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, I, I, I mean, I feel like I'm just repeating what, what Ben said, but I think the main difference between craft and a lot of uh, other marketplaces out there, including OpenSea, um, is the aspect of decentralizing the ownership of the platform. Uh, of course, OpenSea has not gone down that route at as of this time. You know, they're actually even uh, looking to get listed on a public exchange soon. So mm. I don't know if they'll ever go down that route of um, decentralizing the ownership. But I think that uh, Craft do doing that is is pretty special i i think the nft space is um is just going to explode in the coming years uh, mm. i think everything from like 
like the bracelets you get when you go to a sports game to, you know, the stamp that you get on your hand when you go to a concert. I think eventually all of that is going to be wrapped into to this space, um, you know, and we might see a token that represents like 10 minutes with your favorite uh, band or something. And mm. uh, so I, I just think like to be able to um, participate in, in the growth of this space uh, through o- ownership of a marketplace that is, that will go cross chain in the future. Mm. I, I think that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, so so yeah, I'm pretty hyped up about craft. Yeah, that, that's good. So, uh, okay, I'll bring it. Ben, you touched on BTP, so I'm going to shift it there and then I'm going to bring it back to Tamashi again. I, I, I have more, I want to get more details out of everyone. But, um, <laughs> and I know who to direct it to, don't worry. Guys. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> so with the, um, oh, I lost my train of thought, the, I just got too excited about the goss. Uh, BTP. Okay, so uh, who wants to share? What, what are you envisioning um, your project? How do you envision using BTP? Have has you know, given it a bit of thought? Have some ideas? Do you want to share some insights? Uh, I, I don't want you to give away if you're holding on. I, I kind of want to, hopefully that question is answered in a way to give aspiring builders ideas um, of how their projects can evolve with uh, BTP with once BTP is integrated and NFTs can move cross-chain, et cetera. Um, yeah. I feel like Brian should take oh. this because I'll spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, on, on a general level, uh, I, I think that something like BTP could... Um, could kind of uh, present itself in the NFT space in a very unique way. Uh, and what I mean by that is like, if we think of blockchains as countries, which is a big thing that like Min and Scott and the rest of the team have uh, have expressed, um, you know, the, the idea that each blockchain has its own participants, has its own economy, has a currency, um, has different uh, things that you can spend your money on. Uh, some blockchains like Icon, you know, you can even lock up um, your tokens in order to mint so- something else. Mm-hmm. So there's like, it's becoming pretty clear that, you know, a blockchain is pretty much like a country. So if you take that analogy and you bring it into the metaverse slash NFT side of things, um, I think it would be cool uh, if an NFT project, maybe they decide to go down like the game route or something. Hmm. Um, And instead of having uh, kind of all of the different parts of the map uh, on the same blockchain, uh, you could actually, you know, travel from Icon over to a different blockchain. Uh, mm-hmm. So the the use case of like, uh, I guess, transferring your Tamashi from Icon to a different blockchain within the context, you know, of the game, that might mean you're going to a different part of the map. Uh, like another example of of that could could be something where um you know there could be special airdrops if people mm. uh move their tamashi over to you know this chain for this amount of time because of this thing that's happening within the context of the story you know yeah yeah uh, so if if you're able to uh to kind of market the technical aspects of btp in a way that makes sense for people just who are holding um i think that's a cool way to kind of get them involved within the technology a bit more too uh yeah yeah. i think um what you just said is very interesting uh because i I referred to this as well in the last interview i did um 
uh, DeFi Kingdoms is a great one, right? It's it's a game that's basically gamified um, yield farming across the DeFi space. Um, and Brian, the example, I don't know if you're giving a little hint here, but uh, <laughs> uh, could it be possible that in the future, I love that analogy, going to a new nation, it's intertwined in the story somehow, you get there and then you engage it with a protocol somehow related into the story um, and it's giving you yield or something of some kind. Yeah. Um, that's pretty cool. Got me excited. Even something as like, even something as simple as, um, you know, maybe the Tamashi who's not a good one, you know, the, the one who's trying to kill people and stuff. Uh, maybe he's on Icon and then all of the other ones are trying to run to a different chain to avoid him, you know, to like gamify <laughs> that kind of thing. I I think is kind of funny. Um, and if, you know, the overall system if there is some kind of yield farm thing uh that is is implemented you know it's like oh if the bad guy is on the same chain as you uh, you're not going to get as much i i think stuff like that is uh is pretty funny um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah i like that's not something that we're working on at the moment just it just came to mind but uh yeah i think those kinds of cross-chain things uh are going to be cool uh, after BTP goes live. Ben just messaged me saying it's going live in two weeks, as in that oh. that, that idea. So whew. Oh, <laughs> he's uh, good. False. Oh, well, false. <laughs> I guess he'll be busy. <laughs> I think Fez is plugged into something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. just... I wanted to actually add on that. Um, the you know not spoiling, try not spoiling, but you know multi-chain, like a multiverse, you know multiple stuff oh you know? yes yes i'm gonna stop i'm gonna stop myself right there <laughs> no look I, I think it's really good that's a that's perfect i see um it intertwines nations there's so many directions um cross chain can intertwine into the story and what y'all are building with your with tamashi uh, uh i just yeah i i actually yeah, consider myself. Well, I've been using this term lately, schooled. I feel I feel very <laughs> schooled. I've, I've learned a lot, and I see. Um, yeah. So okay. So now, uh, honestly, I've gotten into Discord, and then I've stopped there, thinking I still don't have my Tamashi, so I can't do anything. Um, but yes, I must. I must get into the lottery now. In fact, this <laughs> um, this Tamashi that goes around killing everyone sounds like a fez all over. So um, <laughs> no, kid, I'm not that type of person, but. Um, yes, I must bid for this one. That's what that kind of person would say. <laughs> That's exactly what that kind of person would say. Does that mean you're going to, you know, does that mean I've, I'm in the making for Tamashi? Okay. Hint, hint. Uh, <laughs> I kid. I kid. Okay. So, so that's great. That's all. That's all. You've given me a lot more information than I wanted. So I wanted to keep, um, that's the interoperability question answered. Is there anything else you want to add around that? like i'll spoil too much if i keep going okay okay <laughs> so uh, no i don't think so no okay well w one other question i had is um so you've got the books is there plans to and i noticed this was a community question as well um in your discord uh is there plans to release future books or editions as nfts or things like that or is it strictly um the tamashi that will be nfts Hmm. Brian, there's a lot <laughs> in the works. Who wants to go first? Me? Uh, yeah, me? you can go first on this one. Okay. Um, so our number one priority is is to build a brand, uh, because without a recognizable brand, I don't think, you know, in the long term, uh, any content that we 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 come out with or any other stuff that we do will have much impact. Mm. So the the really first um, first priority is to build that brand, and and I think it's and I think building the brand is something that uh, a lot of NFT projects don't prioritize as much as they should be uh, because they often fall into a trap where they might believe that they're actually doing just that. Uh, and what I mean by that is that um, there's many projects out there that 
in addition to just selling uh, the actual art or, or whatever they're trying to sell, they have additional incentives. Um, and if you think about it, those additional incentives is just um, sort of a subsidy of time. Um, you're basically subsidizing the people who are holding uh, your stuff. Um, you know, you want them, you know, engaged, engaged, but in some way, I feel like that kind of model uh, ends up leading to um, maybe like false expectations. Um, and it's, it's something that uh, we decided like, not not to do, you know, not to inflate our brand um, with whatever it is, you know, and a, an additional token or some mm. other form of incentives, but just for the time being, uh, like, un until we feel like we actually have a brand that is not being artificially inflated with incentives. Um, so that's like the number one focus that we have for now. And I'm, I don't think this is leaking because uh, I think I've kind of mentioned this before, but we're actually working on um, the music aspect of things for the Tamashi. Like me, Ben, and Mike uh, have sort of done music. Uh, well, me and Ben have. Mike has also done some Mike's music, music. back in school. Yeah, to a passable uh, like... <laughs> level. More, more them, more them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like, I went to school for music ish, and uh, Ben has been doing music for pretty much his whole life too. So, like, the idea of of music just came naturally, um, and I think that music is very powerful in build in building a brand because. Uh, it sort of it sort of gives you a way. Uh, it's a shortcut to be able to form a connection with people. Um, like I was actually just talking to Ben and Mike about this like a few days ago. Like if you ask someone to read the story, um, depending on like how they read and stuff, uh, they might not feel the feelings mm -hmm. to a very strong degree i guess but i think music is more impactful when it comes to that kind of thing you know if you play a song for someone you can ask them if it's sad or happy and mm -hmm. like everyone will just understand it's sad or happy yeah. you know they don't know why yeah, yeah they don't know why it's mm -hmm. sad or happy but you know they can tell you so um we feel that by including music uh within our brand uh, that's going to be a very powerful thing um in order to develop it so right now we're actually working on um kind of a, a musical theme for uh tamashi one through 100 uh so they'll have their own theme mm. and low, low jingle and, <laughs> yeah yeah and later on uh we're we're also you know in the early stages of thinking uh, about sort of like a film score kind of thing. You know, if you're reading chapter one, what would that sound like? You know, like if, uh, if Tamashi story were made into a film someday, it's like, what would that part of the story, you know, what would be the music playing behind it? And we feel mm -hmm. that's cool because, you know, once we have that film score, um, and once we have those uh, 100 kind of themes, mm. if people hear their Tamashi theme within the film score, you know, that's, I think that's going to be a really cool experience uh, for them. So, so uh, yeah. So with, with the Tamashi as, you know, the owner, they've built it, they have it, it's their NFT. Now, as you... Uh, have these jingles i'll refer to they're not jingles but you know the hundred jingles that are associated will they get um well that's what i've been that that's kind of what i call them too so okay okay so jingles it is um will they be will it go with the nft so kind of just like how the nft has been sold and they own it the jingle comes it's like a airdrop that's going to come per se can we call it that or is it um the jingles more relate to the story um 
component right. from the books. Yeah, we haven't decided like whether it'll be an airdrop yet or whether it'll be like a separate thing that people will, uh, will have to buy, you know? Okay. Um, yeah. There might be like additional something, you know, if you own the Tamashi plus the jingle, you know, like what does that mean? Uh, so that's, that's still all in the works. Um, a lot of stuff that we're doing, uh, like behind the scenes, you know, creating a film score is, is not going to be cheap. So we, we kind of always have to weigh, uh, the cost benefit of like, should we just airdrop this, um, and kind of get value in the form of the community sentiment, uh, or do we sell it in order to capture the value in cash that we can spend on growing the project? Yeah. Yeah, So that's, that's something that, uh, we're still thinking about. Sorry, I defaulted because we had that brand conversation. So I thought, uh, yeah. yeah, but at the same time, it's it's interesting as you've been talking, because if you decide to go down the NFT route, then you have basically your hundred, uh, whoever owns the uh, Tamashi is kind of looking at this and going, well, I want to get the jingle that is associated to mine. And if they don't, all of a sudden, you've already created a uh, market market demand for Eat yep. jingles. Yeah, I love yep. it. Love it. <laughs> uh, uh, wait, ben, Ben's itching to give me more do glass. We, go on. Do we want to go back on the, the original question about the book? <laughs> that was kind of what, <laughs> the tangent that we just went off. Yes. Um, I think, I guess I can talk about this a little bit uh, without giving too much. We, we do have plans to do maybe like a comic question mark or like a manga. Um, oh, yeah. And I think uh, manga. After we, yeah, after we de- not, develop not, not like, manga. Sorry, sorry, manga. Uh, after we, yeah. it's, it's, I took I took I took this class in college too. Um, the <laughs> if we decide to go this route, I think you know once we develop like a really strong branding and um, when the story when the story gets to a point, I think um, I. I stop. I let me stop there. But um, I think we we want to create something that um, would be like accessible to anyone that comes to our our like our project, right? I think we would have to reach to a level where um, the like like Brian said, like the cost benefits. It it wouldn't be something that we want people to essentially like pay for it to see because when you go to like Marvel or something, you can just, there's also so much like sites online that you can just look up people's comic books. But mm-hmm. I think if you go to our website, you go to our project and you see, you see the story that is way more captivating than, hey, let's sell you this story, yeah. <laughs> right? Because um, we, we, we aren't, we are selling so much more stuff within this ecosystem that it yeah. wouldn't make much sense for us to sell like books. Um, or like sell comics as NFTs. I know like a lot of uh, projects do that on like OpenSea. I've seen a bunch of them where, you know, you're done. Oh, I don't understand it. You're done reading it and you resell it. You know, there's like a hundred copies, a thousand copies or whatever. I think, I think that incentive is like, like, like owning a comic on like as an NFT. um, I feel like that defeats like the purpose of owning a comic. Like, if you if you think back to the early days, you know you own like the first issue of the Avengers or something, or you know Batman. Like that's worth money because it's the first issue, right? Like the 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 paper quality, like uh, PSA grade ten or something, um, and that like whole aspect is taken out of it when you digitalize it. And we want people to come to our project and see these comics and see the story bring to life without having them pay a like hefty price for it, right? Yeah, yeah, and I just—I think, um, think what Ben is oh, trying to oh, go I, go ahead, Mike. Uh, um, yeah, sorry, uh, I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, I, I just wanted to say that uh, in in terms of you know delivering value, we have a lot of plans, ideas, and even like concrete plans that we've committed to internally, but can't really talk about uh, to kind of constantly deliver value to people in a way that doesn't compromise the value of existing NFTs. So for example, you know, we have the 100 Tamashi, you know, Mm. once we get to 100, we're not going to do another 100 Tamashi. Surprise, there's 200 now, you know, that that would (laughs) 
cheapen it, you know. So we, we have Next a lot of generation ideas of Pokemon. To I was just train running um, without cheapening what anyone. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I totally get that. And um, so, look, I, I think um, what I love here is there's a few things you've touched on. It everything is story driven, and that's what's creating value in in the NFTs you've created and the universe that you've created, um, which is then as it evolves, everything will evolve through its store, through the story. Cause that's the prime, that's what you're trying to create your brand. And so when we're talking BTP, you're talking cross chain, you're talking um, music or anything extra that gets added into the NFT, into this collection would kind of be intertwined into the universe you've built. Um, love it. I will call out Ben. I don't quite agree with the NFT comic I understand the point, but one could argue I could release a one-of-a-kind first digital edition of a comic only acquired by NFT. Mm-hmm. That becomes. Let me immense. explain that. I, <laughs> I think I know what Ben was trying to say. Um, I think what Ben was trying to say was that a lot of those use cases where you see, you know, I'm going to mint a one-of-one comic book mm. is not really playing to the, you know, intrinsic advantages of NFT, but by using the intrinsic advantages of another format, which is the paper book uh, and translating it that to the NFT. So it's just not using NFT to its potential, but relying on, you know, aspects of another format, which people already understand and just trying to sell them that. So it's, I I think it's more of um, a potential thing. There's no innovation in it, right? You've taken something that worked in yeah. an old uh, old technology and reinvented and used it in the yeah. same way rather than seeing, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that, uh, that 100%. Yeah, Brian can explain it way better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I you know, people finally get the show gets a massive following because people are up and ask, <laughs> what did he say about NFTs? Um, <laughs> but, but no, look, that that's great. I think, um, so the one other question that was coming up, uh, well, Digital Dave has asked this, um, and it seems like there's agreement across different people. So is there hard book cover editions planned in the future um, for the stories? Is this something y'all would like to do? Uh, I would love to do that. I'm kind of a, I'm kind of like a, a book nerd when it comes to like really nice paper and really nice printing and stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah. So, you know, I think it would be cool uh, if there was... Um, you know, the story along with some kind of art, you know, in a really, really nice book uh, so, that, yeah. That's, so let me, I, I want to ask, uh, is, is it, are the books going to be available for everyone to read the stories of all the editions or um, are they going to be, uh, is each character coming with its own tale or is all of the story component actually there for everyone to read and buy into the lure, be part of the story, so then they want to go and acquire the Tamashi? I feel like I should have asked this first. Maybe that's a question for Mike. Yeah. Uh, sure, yeah. If I understand the question correctly, uh, it sounds like you're asking if parts of the story are going to be uh, kind of, uh, private and that only a few people can see them or are they, is it going to be all public? Yes. Uh, so our, our plan is for the story to be uh, all public, all accessible for people to read. Uh, obviously, depending on your ownership, you'll have a different degree of participation in the mm. story and ownership over different characters. Um, but yeah, people will be able to read everything, see everything, engage in it uh, as much as they want to really. No, that's great. And Ben, that ties into your point, isn't it? Like yeah, people need to see it to then yeah. kind of want to. Otherwise, yeah. yeah see it to believe it. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's the... Great. Great. Um, sorry, Brian, did I cut you off when you were saying? I Just as soon as you said, I didn't want to forget that thought. Um, what was I saying? Oh, the the hardcover book. Yes. Uh, it's, it, it's not something we've, we've like explicitly planned. Yeah. You know, but it's something that I personally would want to do uh, just because, you know, I really like those kinds of books. So mm. I think this I is mean, why it I, could happen. And, and this is why I asked that 
particular question around the books and the story because if they are available you can then kind of go okay well exclusive hard edition covers of from chapters book one to three etc etc and make them available limited numbers and um, probably people who have the tamashis can um, lock in a pre-order etc i'm just going off a whim here but i'm going to drop some alpha here Oh, here we go. So for something like a book, for something like a book that I consider that to be like a derivative work of the story. Um, it's just like doing the story in a different format that you then resell and people can buy. So one of the most interesting aspects of NFT is provable o- ownership of a character in, in this case. So, like, I think it could be cool if, um, like, in order for us to publish the book or publish a chapter, all of the people who own the Tamashi, you know, or, like, a majority of them have to agree to license their, you know, their token back mm-hmm. to us to create this book. Um, and it would be cool as well for, let's say, like, every book sold, um, if you own the tamashi you know you might get a a small cut of that yeah Uh, yeah, yeah. so like that's why nft is so powerful i think because it allows you to create a positive feedback loop that lets you do that you know because if people feel like that they're able to be exposed to some kind of upside by this content being repurposed into different ways and resold you know that also gives them an incentive to you know, make that happen. Mm. Uh, so I, I think these kinds of incentive loops are, are really cool. And yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to uh, seeing how something like that could play out. That's awesome. I'm going to go to the other two alpha drops I heard about. Um, just <laughs> just on that though, as well. Like, it's it's pretty cool when people listen to this. What I'm excited about is, uh, I mean, if they're part of the Discord and you've been talking about this, then they'll know. But people who haven't been are going to kind of hear this and keep having all these aha moments. I mean, I just thought of that idea as you said. It. I'm like, oh yeah, this this is potential, and you've kind of hinted at that being a possibility but it also everything you took we've talked about so far just creates this value add for your hundred unique um tamashi see i didn't do plural that time um (laughs) who else had the alpha drop now mike i heard your voice um i i don't think i have any big alpha to drop (laughs) i i'm a little lighter on the spoilers sorry to disappoint you but uh I, i think Ben might have said something. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, I I wanted to add on the whole um, owning like uh, the whole like uh, taking what's existing and making products out of it. Um, I think it's one of the questions actually. It's from uh, Weedsman. Um, mm. It's the three D figures question mark. Uh, I did I I hinted at this like like a few months ago uh, just to see like you know what if like what the community thinks. So like the whole like figurine thing. I think. Um, I'm a really big fan of bear bricks. I'm not sure if you've heard of bear bricks. They're this like these like uh, Mickey Mouse looking bears that um, are pretty massive in the streetwear industry. I'm like really into streetwear, and um, if you know, it, it's kind of like um, what are those things called, Mike? Those things that you see at like the Newberry Comics. You know oh, what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's like not a bobblehead, oh. but it's like every character from every franchise yeah it's like pop it's something pop i forget what it's oh, called yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um Pop-heads. It's Pop-heads. similar to yeah similar to that but maybe like more unique and um i had this idea that maybe if we you know get to the point where we can do this because this will probably cause a lot of money um <laughs> it's essentially create these one-of-one tokenized figurines and this would kind of be like the whole packaging the box you know it'll look like the Tamashi. And um, maybe it's similar to something what like Winebow does, right? The whole the tokenized merch, like burning something, they send you the they send you the stuff and then you know the supply goes down, demand goes up. Something like that where uh, maybe if we can, you know, the sales that goes to that, the person who owns that specific Tamashi will get a cut of that. Mm. And that whole 
the whole like toy figurine thing i feel like is a very refreshing idea because you think about like nfts it's the digital but you get something physical and it's like maybe in the physical we put something that's digital <laughs> it's like <laughs> you know it's like uh i think it's a really cool idea that we definitely can get to um in the future mm. <laughs> Yeah, this is pretty cool. I, I always keep coming back. I think your mind defaults when some when there's a brand. Everything that comes from that brand goes to the brand creator, right? And actually, that's what happens in real life. Um, what you all have uh, gotten through today, I feel, is um, yes, there's we're creating a brand, we're doing everything, and everything we've got planned for the future in the brand for the brand. We know that one, the Tamashis belong to the new owners, so they would need to vote and be part of the process um, of evolution in terms of how the brand could be commercialized further. Would that be fair? A fair overview in that from that aspect? Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's a kind of a grand experiment. Yeah. You know, there's like the the current model of the creators get all of the upside, you know, has been in existence for hundreds of years. So it's always curious to me to, to think about, you know, what would happen if that was distributed more? Yeah. Um, and like, if all of the incentives were built in a way that could make the brand grow like exponentially more than what it would have done if it was just, uh, yeah. just centralized. Yeah. Like, imagine if you own, like, Mona Lisa, right? And you own every variation of Mona Lisa that ever came out. Mm. <laughs> Any, like, you know, stuff that was made about Mona Lisa. Like, that's, like, the idea, I think. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's great. So uh, I think we've covered a lot um, with a lot of um, alpha drops as well. So that, that's been good. <laughs> Um, is there anything, do we want to close this out? Uh, and I haven't gone through all the community questions. I've squeezed a couple in there. Uh, so apologies for everyone from, from the community listening. Um, but uh, I think we've been an hour. So is there any closing comments, anything you want to cover? Ben, I'll throw to you. Um, <laughs> let's let's, let's, uh, let's do, give it to someone else, right? I got to think about this. <laughs> You're right. I'll come back to you for some alpha. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mike, how about you? Uh, yeah, it's been it's been a really great experience so far. Uh, particularly one thing uh, that surprised me the most is that people have really engaged in the story uh, this early in a meaningful way, which is great. Uh, one of my fears was that, you know, when you're writing a story, the big epic meaty parts typically happen a bit later, and we haven't really even gotten to those yet. Uh, so one of my anxieties was that, oh, people will look at this and, you know, like, way far into it then they'll get engaged you know once a lot is published um but people have liked it so far and gotten engaged with it which i'm very happy with uh and we're really grateful for the community for all the you know support they've given us and uh they've liked what we built and given some really good feedback so uh you know very grateful to be on here thank you so much for having us on it's uh really a pleasure and an honor to kind of have this platform and talk about what we've done um so yeah i'm just very happy with everything that's uh happened so far and uh yep. our plans yep. going forward yep excellent thanks mike no the honor is all ours to have you on the show as well so great um, uh i think i can i thought about it <laughs> um <laughs> there's there is something that i want to talk about um it's, it's like not really a alpha per se but uh, i i've said it a few times but we do plan on doing a giveaway soon and the the idea behind giveaways that I don't like is, um, you know, some people get stuff, right? Mm. But what if everyone got something? Uh, so we are planning something that um, we want to do that kind of are like hit a milestone and we want to give back to, you know, the entire community, everyone that was involved or that have been specifically in the Discord. You know, if you haven't joined the Discord, link in the bio maybe <laughs> but i think we're, we're trying to give back to as much people as we can because um a lot of people i know haven't really been able to get involved with the project like specifically getting a tamashi because they're just very hard to get so we want to give those people um like oh like we, we know you're here like thanks for supporting like we really value your um 
like we really value your support so it's kind of like a giveaway for everyone kind of thing hmm. um and we were um i've said this in the discord i've said it on twitter but we are rewarding active discord members too so like if you're engaging in the story like talking about you know what happens to this what happens to that um talking about like some of the tamashi maybe your favorite tamashi um maybe just like uh, tamashi and shell um and you know just any way to get involved um like we see you we we know you're there so when we hit that milestone we we will definitely won't forget them yeah awesome cool looking forward to it brian um yeah i guess the only thing that i want to say is that like we're doing more than just selling jpegs um so there's a lot in the works and i like ben i also want to say like we're everything that we're doing and everything that we're planning internally i think the priority is uh giving back to our supporters first and then my us yeah my favorite quote uh, is uh I say a lot is 90% community, 10% us. I, I tweet this so much and I, it's hundred percent true because we wouldn't be, obviously we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the community. Yeah. Like if us three were just buying up all of them and talking to ourselves on discord, you know, that that's yeah. not quite the same thing. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. No, great. Okay. Look, that that's that's awesome. I agree. I think um, that's very much come through. They're not just JPEGs through this interview. Um, uh, in fact, we've spent very little time um, uh, talking about the art itself because they they each of them are so unique and and look cool. It, we haven't even focused on made the conversation around that. We've literally the entire time talked around story and and you know that those components and and. Um, I'd like to think more around utility. You know, it, it, it's kind of taking what NFTs offer, the technology it offers, and um, building off it and innovating on it. So um, I, I, I love interviews like this where at the end of it, I go, well, I've learned a lot. And again, today I've come away learning a ton about the project, but in just general, the the mindset of what y'all are trying to achieve and do with it. So um Thank you so much for coming on the show. And I'm sure not just your community, everyone across the Icon ecosystem, and hopefully just those NFT lovers out there who decide to dabble and listen to this podcast, um, listen and get in line to take part in the lottery and any other way they can acquire Tamashi. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks for having us on, Fez. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, that, that means a lot. <laughs> no worries, yeah. guys. Yeah, no thanks, worries. Fez. No worries. And um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Make sure you like, subscribe, share. The new channel is is slowly growing, but we need more support getting 1,000 listens, but 100 subscribers to, to uh, every episode. So let's get in there and like and subscribe, everyone. Really appreciate um, everyone taking the time to do that. Thanks, guys, for coming on the show. Take, the show. Take care, everyone.